around, friends, new and old, and welcome to the Roast and Toast podcast. We are your hosts, uh, well, Jenny and Philip. Hello! Yes, we only have two this week. We are a two-host podcast. David yeah. could not be here this week, unfortunately. Uh, we do miss him, um, but it's just us two. It's a it's a Philip and Jenny party. How was your week, Philip? It's uh, it's going well. I think uh, last I heard, David is on his sixth viewing of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. He's really <laughs> he's really wanting to learn the inner workings of the of the time travel. Again, spoiler, I guess. I don't know. Um, but he's trying to get uh, the inner workings of the time travel. He's trying to make sure the, of, of how NASA, the space race, all that stuff. But uh, it's been good. Uh, the You know what's funny is that uh, heading into this week, I was like, hmm, uh, you, me and Jenny are probably going to be the only ones who uh, celebrated 4th of July. But we can now talk about it because David's not here. That's the one lone good thing about David not being here. <laughs> Jenny, how was your 4th of July? Well... My 4th of July is is always eventful because every year my family travels to San Diego, California. San Diego. Mm-hmm, in the US of A um, to celebrate as well as enjoy some time at the beach away from the scorching heat of Arizona. And I got to say, Phil, it was a lot chiller than I was expecting it to be because this year- You're we not talking about rare... like a vibe. You're talking about like- <laughs> It's like cold, actually cold. Oh, honestly, why not both? I mean, it was a little bit on the chillier side this year. (laughs) Um, We had some clouds rolling in. We had no sunset either because the marine layer just swooped right in and took over the sky and made it gray. But there just wasn't as many people on the boardwalk this year. Um, We're right along the beach here, and we always expect a mass amount of people walking around or occupying the beach. I will say there was plenty of real estate taken on the beach. But there just it just didn't feel like there was as many people this year. Um, it just, I think the reason why is because we had a rare occurrence this year where 4th of July basically became a four-day weekend for a lot of people. So I'm going to guess that it, people spread out their vacation time a little bit, hence the smaller population. But it was still a great holiday. We made hot dogs and we enjoyed some fireworks. We had a great view of all of these firework displays that are all near Mission Beach and Pacific Beach in San Diego, including the one that SeaWorld sets off every year. They do a spectacular fireworks show. Um, But yeah, it was still a very good 4th of July. How was yours, Phil? You know, I've aged into my next phase of life, Jenny. Yes. And and it both worries me, but also I'm quite proud. I have uh, evolved and become a better person for it. Into that, the the guy who falls asleep during the main events of said holiday. <laughs> I ate myself into a food coma so that when everybody else went out to go check out fireworks, I was fast ass asleep inside. Oh, you missed the fireworks? I missed. But here's the thing, though. I, I'll be honest. I was fine with missing the fireworks, and I even had an excuse to miss the fireworks and catch up on some sleep. Like, it was the perfect world. And I was full off of good food. It was the perfect world. I'm not a big fan of fireworks, Jenny. Me and David have, have lamented this point in the past. He's not a fan either for for more environmental reasons. I'm just the old man on this porch. You and your, you and your kids are your loud fireworks kind of thing. I, I it's, not, it's not any particularly humane reason that David would have more so for me it's just not boring it's not that entertaining I feel a lot of the times whenever you've seen one you've seen them all so well on that topic there are they are starting a new trend 
uh, oh? using drones. Yeah. Instead yeah. of fireworks. What do you think of that? Well, okay. I'm much, I, I would actually be much more interested because the way that they can chore choreograph them is quite interesting. I know that even some uh, sporting events now utilize them and mm -hmm. like from right. like in baseball they'll go from inning to inning so i'm i'm interested to see that that's new i mean i i'm, I'm sure back when fireworks were first invented that's why they were so popular because holy macaroni this is new and exciting well drones are would be new and exciting to choreograph like 17 drones to all of a sudden make this and make that i'm down for that and then plus a lot less noisy. Like there's just not that many things to 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 be that loud and just obtrusive. So um, I had a tremendous Fourth of July, delicious hot dogs, and and honestly the buns. I forgot how d good hot dog buns can taste. So that has been my week. But but Jenny, we've got a jam packed episode. We and we've also got a guest coming on. So let's get a, right ahead to the main topic. We are here for the main topic, and we're going to see if uh, we're going to try, I guess, Jenny, is what we're going to do. We're going to try <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and make uh, see if there's something I had a crazy idea, I had an epiphany where I thought that we could try and do something that might be new. And if we like it, we like it. If we don't, we don't. But but we're all kind of excited about it. Uh, it's going to be called Make That Movie. So what it's going to do is we're going to each bring a couple of headlines that we had throughout the entire week. Ones that kind of really grabbed us, have some depth, have some gravitas. Some potential. Some mm -hmm. potential, yes. And we're, what we're going to do is we're going to make Hollywood's job a little bit easier. We're going to have these real-life stories and what we're going to do is we are going to bring them to you, have the read the entire story and 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 go through the entire whirlwind of what it is of of what made the news this week. And then we're going to take it to the rest of the to the rest of the crew here. And we are going to try and one bring up a title for this film, but mm -hmm, also cast mm -hmm. the main characters, maybe even just a few of the uh, of the cast who we would think are the best people to uh, to play certain roles. Yes. Yes. So, but before we do that, of course, uh, as we've already mentioned, we are sorely missing David for this uh, for this episode. But we've got a, a an incredibly handy and ready replacement. Jenny, would you care to tell us yes. who is joining us? Yes, I'm so excited for this guest. He and I have met back in our college days back at Arizona State University. He's a fantastic actor and performer, but he's also not, he's not just that, folks. He is a multi-talented uh, creator. He has his own YouTube channel, and he is what I like to dub the lightning rod fanatic for sneakers in the valley. Ladies and gentlemen, and all of our friends in between, please welcome Rico Machado Torres. How are Yay! you doing, Rico? It's been ages. It has been ages. I'm very, very happy to be here. Thank you so much. That was that was a wonderful intro. I got really choked oh, up. Oh, thanks. Was, you're really seriously, I love, <laughs> seriously, Rico's content is awesome, Philip. If you ever get the chance, you should go follow him on Instagram. We'll plug everything later for Rico. Um, but he's, he's made some great content about um, sneakers, um, and he also has fa fabulous takes on TV shows and movies that he likes to post. And he's a frequent guest on other podcasts, too. Um, so this should be a really good episode, a really good segment. I can feel it. So, Definitely. I'm excited. Uh, Rico, you have brought a story with us today. Um, so let's see. Who should go first? You know what? I think I've already decided it. Um, Rico, let's go ahead and begin. Um, you Tell us the story that you've brought for this segment today. What do you got? 
So I really think it is a classic American tale. It is a tale mm-hmm. as old as time. Mm. <laughs> I And I really think it's time to cast the hot dog eating contest movie. Oh, because oh yes. Oh, it my. happened last week. <laughs> Yes. And it was phenomenal. And it was it was a special day, not just because it happens on July 4th every year in Coney Island, but something always – there's always something extra when it comes to these people eating hot dogs, right? The last – is a little backstory. The last time that I went before I moved out of New York was mm-hmm. I think in 2010 or 2011, and – there was an eater named Kobayashi, and he was... Oh, yes, I have heard of that. Yeah. He was banned from the hot dog eating contest because oh. he would not sign the exclusive major league eating contract. They wouldn't let him go. So after Joey Chestnut had won, as he does all of the time... Every single year. <laughs> every single year. It turned out Kobayashi was in the crowd and like ran up on stage and all of these security and... The police were trying to stop him and everybody in the crowd was chanting, let him eat, let him eat. Like, obviously, like, I mean, Joey Chestnut just scarfed down 60 hot dogs, still wanted to go toe to toe with Kobayashi. But neither here nor there. This year was really special because it was pouring rain, pouring mm-hmm. rain in Brooklyn this year. And apparently what I mean, is, is, is swearing allowed? I should have asked that before we started. Oh, yes, absolutely. yeah, go okay, for it. Cool. This- Sailors, all sailors welcome on this podcast. Go ahead. Love that. Love that for us. Um, So it was pouring rain and they were getting ready to cancel the event. They were going to cancel the hot dog eating contest. Like this is America. You can't do that. And so apparently Joey Chestnut told someone, I'm going to get the rest of the guys out and we're going to do this. And you have to Google the image that it's Heasley K13 on Twitter. And it's Joey Chestnut, like, walking to the stage, and he has the meanest look on his face. Like, you could just tell. I noticed that. He was in turmoil. It, he was in absolute turmoil. Electric. And I heard an interview where he's talking about, you know, the contest. And I think the record's, like, 76, 75, 76 or something like that. And he's, like. Set by Mr. 76. Chestnut. Yeah. Set by Joey Chestnut, yeah. And I, I heard an interview with him. I think that a day or two before and he's like, yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good about, about probably breaking that record this year, but you know, the rainy conditions, of course it affected the buns. You know, he's oh, like, the, bun- oh, the buns worse whenever it today. affects the buns. Seriously. Oh. And so I think we need to cast the hot dog eating contest movie. And I've just been watching the bear and I feel like Joey Chestnut has a striking resemblance to our boy Jeremy Allen White. And I think his oh. like <laughs> calm demeanor, but also like how manic he can be, like is is perfect to to play our boy Joey Chestnut. Okay. Well here's here's my lone problem with Jeremy Allen White is that I don't think he has the age. Like that's a young Joey Chestnut. Maybe, maybe can I go with with another one who's probably more well known? And just my intro suggestion when you were talking about it, go what for about it. A, what and and this would take a, a serious turn to the movie. This would be like a like a major blockbuster if this were to happen. What if we were to cast the one, the only, possibly the method actor, Matt Damon, to the role? Matt Damon could be great. 
I don't love you, that. Yeah, don't you? Th- I think that there's a resemblance there as well. I think that it could that he could uh, do one of those like a, like a Christian Bale Vice thing where he could he could take on some prosthetics and and really get into the role. But I think that there's already a lot working there. He could get like a little teeth prosthetic that jo- Joey Chestnut has that little uh, yeah, is the buck teeth. The yeah, the little yeah. buck teeth right there. And and of course Matt Damon with the mustard belt looks would look really well. That's would right. Really that, well that'd be electric. I love that. Jen, uh, Jenny, did you have a, a suggestion for Joey Chestnut, or, or do you do? You, you know, I was just thinking about it, trying to think in my head. I, I had an idea originally, and I'm trying to think of anyone who could potentially look a little more like Joey Chestnut in the physical appearance side. Because I'll tell you, my brain immediately went to like, why don't you just cast one of the jackass guys? Because I don't know, it just made sense in my head. But it's not like there. It's a it's a a, a cinematic uh, adaptation of it. So there's not necessarily the need to actually have the performer eat 76 hot dogs i do think knoxville like would be good though i mean because he was on a short-lived show called was it called reboot that i really loved and that got no attention i got canceled after one season i'm very upset i feel like he was very good in that so yeah i'm on board with with johnny knoxville too uh if not johnny knoxville i could easily see um Another actor who could potentially put on some maybe some prosthetics or a little makeup work wouldn't uh, it would it would do some uh, effectiveness. I could see Ben Stiller potentially doing it, but you know that, what, that's uh, just me. It does okay. So I think what's going to determine this because Ben mm-hmm. Stiller could work, but that would again I think we're looking at three very different tones. I think yes. if we go with Jeremy Allen White, we're looking at like a young biopic. If we go with Matt Damon, we're looking at like a summer blockbuster. And if we're going with Ben Stiller, we're going with like a comedy, pretty much. Like Ben Stiller mm-hmm. can do serious work. I'm not going to take that away from him. But I do think so. I think that what we need to help determine this is actually put a title to this movie that we're going to suggest oh. and, and give an elevator pitch to Hollywood. So does anybody have a title that they feel is worthy of the Joy Chestnut or just hot dog eating contest? that they want to submit. Oh, I have to think about that for a minute. Let's see. Immediately my brain goes to thinking about any uh, like puns for hot dogs. So like personal best came to mind immediately or. So hmm. I think, what about this? What about this? If we cast Ben Stiller in the main role, we don't, we put as the title only wieners allowed. I think that, that, that that's got to work, right? I could totally see that working because that definitely would set the tone immediately for a comedy. Um, now let's so only winners allowed. That's our comedic option. So only what would our allowed. biopic? I do think be? so. So there is. Oh my god, I'm trying to remember the word that he said because during this interview, Joey Chestnut talks about the dip. And like, I feel like if we have, if we go like the more serious Dipping route, there the, should be a mean, very, like a very specific, like something that like professional eaters would be like, hey, that's our thing. The dip, the mm-hmm. slide, the like something like that. And I'm trying to find like competitive oh, it's, it's, eating it's like, like slang. It's like the method that they do yeah. in order to ingest all those hot dogs. Right, right, right. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think that that could uh, that could definitely work. Or even even if we wanted to go something more basic of just like mustard belt or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like it could be something completely innocuous. Or you can literally just put if it's going to be a biopic, it could be just chestnut in big letters. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're probably right. Chestnut, and then have whoever is on just the front poster. That's pretty good. That's but pretty I, good. this my favorite idea is definitely using the uh, the term used to uh, dip the hot dogs in the water um, to soak the buns. So if we can, we should figure that out, and we should name the movie that. And I think that can help determine which actor should take the role. While um while Rico locates that, um, how about this? Let's discuss who could potentially um. Any other contenders for other actors that could be in this movie to play any of the other competitors? So the way I got it figured was that there are a handful of people that we kind of pick like out of this lineup. Obviously, Joey Chestnut's the star of the show, but the the main host he wears like this little hat. Or the yeah, and, the carnival barker. Guy. Yeah, the carnival guy. Yeah, and I feel like no one other than Jim Rash should play him just because he's <laughs> Dean, and that's a very Dean thing to do like that's a very dean position already i also thought about putting mickey sudo who won the women's contest in the movie along with her husband who's also a professional eater who came in fourth this year he has like this little mohawk that like only goes like halfway up his head oh yes the little tiny mohawk (laughs) yeah they they just had a baby last year who also has a tiny mohawk. And <laughs> last got a whole year's family of tiny mohawks. Yeah, yeah, seriously. And last year's winner was Michelle Lesko, or I think it was two years ago when it was Michelle Lesko from Tucson. So shout out to Tucson. So I don't know if there could be a little bit of a beef there because Mickey Sudo was pregnant and could not compete. So Michelle Lesko won. So a little bit of the, oh, your title's not as real as my title clashing going on there. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What do we think? Yeah, I think that certainly uh, my favorite of the of the group definitely was uh, Jim Rash for the Carnival Barker. Um, that seems like a natural pairing there. And uh, and you're right. And you're right. And I, I think that it uh, the, the, the film definitely offers itself to where you can have real life cameos of people that within the world that know the world of competitive eating that would recognize and have in there. And quite honestly, since they have like a whole crew, there's like how many people do they have to eat all these these hot dogs? There's like 10 of them up on stage, right? I mean, sure, you're going to have three or four big names as some of the higher ones who get more writing and more character development. But I think once you get to like person six seven eight nine you could probably have the guy who drinks a bunch of lemonade up on stage and and who who the heck would care but the people that know would know you can have the 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 female champion go up there because it's like any good sports movie where the rules are kind of bent even though most would be like there's a men's eating contest there's a women's eating contest we'll just have we'll just intermix them and and the general public won't know the competitive eating public will be like well that's not real but it's all right because it's our movie kind of thing I, I think it's really nice that we can we can have such a, a wide ranging cast for this. So very well done. Very well done, Rico. I, I love the movie. So we're, we're did we decide one last final time? We're gonna go with uh are we gonna go with the 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 wiener <laughs> the, the lone wiener? So I think it's just called I think it's just called dunking. Or just dunking. I so dunk, so dunking. dunking. Yeah. So are we going to go with chestnut dunking or wieners only? <laughs> I think I think after all said and done, I think I'm a fan of chestnut the most. Chestnut. chestnut okay, so yeah. we're going the biopic route. Okay, chestnut. chestnut. 
the dunking legend, something like that. A, dun- oh a dunking God. legend, yeah. He will yeah. dunk yeah. on Chestnut you. Chestnut story, yeah. That's right. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, Jenny, what, what is, uh, what's your story that you brought to the table today? So the one that I've brought is kind of a whodunit story. So this happened in China. In Hong Kong, on their uh, the Hong Kong's Victoria Harbor, I read you the following news title: One of two giant ducks in Hong Kong's Victoria Harbor deflates. <gasps> dun dun dun! Let me give a little I think more you mean explanation. Duck duck duck. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> duck duck goose. Anyway, <laughs> um, so one of the two. So apparently, there is these two giant inflatable ducks that just float in Hong Kong's Victoria Harbor. Uh, They were created by a Dutch artist named Florentine Hoffman. And apparently this is not the first time this has happened. Uh, But recently, sometime in the last month, one of the ducks just mysteriously deflated and just floated in the harbor. And everyone was confused trying to figure out why this one duck could not stay intact. They just figured after some investigation um, that the the ducks was, the duck was being overstretched um, due to the hot weather that summer and rising air pressure. So that's why. um, But there were a lot of disappointed (laughs) tourists that had come to see these two ducks. I see. I see that. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the article on the Associated Press. These people look so sad. Like they, they want their <laughs> damn duck. They're inflated like, duck, but there's still like one giant happy duck there. Oh yeah, and <laughs> then there's one sad deflated one. So and there's one, yeah. Oh my goodness! <laughs> it's like me when my social battery runs out. It's like happy duck deflated duck. This is this is wonderful. <laughs> this is a wonderful story. Um, there was a, a resident who was visiting Hong Kong to see the ducks, and she left disappointed. She was like, "Having two ducks is very special. I really hope they can fix it before I leave Hong Kong." Because she really wanted to see these two ducks. Anyway, I re- I really just wanted to see what would happen with creating a title for this. So there are so many great opportunities here: duck, duck, goose, double duck, double luck. <laughs> There's. Uh, what do you guys think? Any uh, titles coming to your mind immediately? Well, for titles, I think so. This one's definitely a comedy. What I see it yes. as, what I what I think the best avenue when I'm like reading this and wanting a script, I think that this is like the this is like an office styled gorilla like interview thing of the making mm-hmm. of a, of an event, and that you go in the background and you see all the workers, and then stuff just keeps hitting like they're like hey we're gonna make this festival happen and then it just never happens because or like it does and then the duck goes out so because of that what about what about something because i was i was even contemplating do we go animated with this but but because of that because we're gonna go with an interview style a la the office what if what if we go with something as simple as duck me yeah my first thought was was ducked up was duck duck just duck duck ducked up like oh this is dot 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 yeah like instead of fucked up ducked up oh ducked up got it okay yeah 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 oh ducked up my goodness yes now i hear it (laughs) and my question is is i'm assuming this sounds like this is going to be a a whodunit type comedy is this kind of like a get smart vibe that we're dealing with here Uh, what kind of vibe are we going to go with for comedy yes it automatically lends itself to comedy I think that the the get smart if you're like you're right uh, who done it I think that that mm-hmm. works I think that that definitely works and I guess if if we have a who done it we need to cast our detective 
And if yes. we're going to do that, I don't think that – and this takes place in China? In, in Hong, Hong Kong, Kong, yes. In Hong Kong. So they're probably going to bring in like a, a, a Detective Clouseau, uh, somebody from outside to get to know who did this. Yes. So it can it can be anybody. We're not limited towards any any one person or anything. They can bring in uh, a person. What if it? You know who I think might actually have the acting chops for this and also be a viable, be a viable uh, detective. I forget mm-hmm. which Hemsworth he is, but which one's the one? Liam is Liam the is Liam Thor or is it Chris? No, it's Chris Hemsworth. Chris, Chris. Is Thor. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go with Chris. That's my that's my first headshot Ooh. submitted to you guys. What about him as like the main? detective because i love the comedy that he does whenever he's given it given a chance and it's good writing not just mm-hmm. thor love and thunder but whenever he's got it got he whenever he has something written well i think that he knocks it out of the park with 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 comedy i think he can do some deadpan so he's going to be the first uh headshot that i submit to you guys because i think that it <laughs> that's that's who i would see as like a detective type do you guys got a better detective type to headline um, this this nothing comes musical. to mind right now um but i'm trying to think you know what came to my mind first in terms of trying to cast i can see there being some sort of like a local correspondent someone who's brought on to the case um to assist the main detective um so i'm trying to think of like a supporting actor or actress that could potentially do that uh, my brain immediately went to uh, stephanie sue from mm-hmm. everything everywhere all at once Ooh, for some reason it, i i know she just did joyride and i've been yes. wa- dying to see that movie i'm sure she's hilarious uh, but in my head for some reason i'm like yes what if she yes no that's this? That, that's on the list of uh of movies that i need to see very good selection very good selection but in terms of the main detective um, I don't know, Crimps. For what we're doing, this seem Chris Hemsworth seems a little bit too action star for me personally. But I'm trying to think of who could potentially be the comedic choice for this. Of course, I'm locked into Steve Carell right now because of the Get Smart mention. Um, but hmm, I'm gonna go ahead and you know what? I, I changed my mind. I will stick with my answer that Steve Carell or like a Jim Carrey type persona should be the main. Yes. Yes, I like that. I like that. Uh, I I bet Steve Carell in this would be would be fantastic, Jenny. Rico, what say you? I mean, if if we're going straight detective, I'm I'm trying I'm trying really hard to wrangle the thought of Benoit Blanc just being like, oh my, you're making the tell this this gargantuan duck just dissipated in the Hong Kong harbor, and someone is to blame <laughs> here. Like it's it's I, I'm trying I'm struggling to wrangle that thought from my brain. Um, God, I love that. I I I I honestly though, who doesn't love? Like I could insert him in any detective movie, everything, it it. and it would God. make it better. Um. I do so I, I had a little bit of a different approach when I first saw this story. And mm-hmm. there are some some quotes here in the Associated Press article. It's like some I think it was one of the workers there says it makes you wonder if double happiness is really possible in Hong Kong. And if you look at the duck, you may find your answer. And so I'm thinking like definitely lean into the comedy. I love Stephanie Shu. I can't think of anyone better. Yes. But as a kind of like budding journalist who is like, come on, I I want the real stories. You mean I got to go write this story about some duck in the harbor? And then like 
she starts talking to the locals and and to the snobby art house people and like kind of learns more about herself along the way you know what i mean mm-hmm. like like a tight thing in that like it could still definitely be funny but that's where that's where my brain went so i'm definitely aboard the stephanie shoe train i stephanie think shoe has got all of our approval on this yeah that's for sure. absolutely uh so we've got that we've got uh the title something something like that's ducked up something like that i think that that's gonna work for that and uh and Stephanie Hsu will be our headliner. We'll, we'll put in there Oscar Academy Award Oscar nominee. And we will ride this ticket to a Hollywood big budget film. That's for sure. Absolutely. All right, Phil, uh, what is your first story that you've brought for the for us today? Yes, my uh, the story that I'm bringing for us is as follows. Uh, it's not ducks, but it is snails. Guys, oh, lordy. The, yes, the Snail Racing World Championship in Congham, England are returning Saturday. They returned this past Saturday. Now that you're, you, the listener, are listening. They returned last Saturday after being suspended in 2020 due to the COVID-19 pandemic. The event was founded by Tom Ells in the 1960s after he attended a snail racing event in France. Guinness World Records has now named the annual event the longest-running humane snail racing world championships, and the race features snails attempting to cover a distance of 13 inches. The world record of 22 seconds was set by a snail named Archie in 1995. (gasps) The top prize in the race is a tankard of lettuce. (laughs) How lovely. We've got the Snail Racing World Championships set in Congham, England. We have had a snail movie in the past. Ryan Reynolds isn't too happy about his placement in Turbo, the movie. But it has existed in the past. Do we make the mistake and go again for animated? Do we go for a for a live? What what flavor of film do we say hits us in here, Rico? What 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 immediately hits you of like, hmm, this this brings about to me a a murder mystery a horror film a, again a, a comedy where where do you think that this goes naturally i feel like it naturally wants to go to a very waiting for guffman best in show type a wes anderson vibe yeah kind of wes yes. anderson kind of um Ooh, wes anderson what's the word about wes anderson would be wonderful for this just kind of that really light really Happy, good time watching this. I mean, <laughs> it's definitely the, an indie film. Not <laughs> absolutely sure. an indie film. Just uh, and some of these names here. We have Tommy, Awake, Lily, Escargot, of course, of course, and Escargo. Chase. Like I, I, I feel like Escargot. <laughs> the story of these different owners, owners of these yeah. snails. And just a wonderful day at the park, a good time, a good 90 minutes to kind of reset the palette in a Wes Anderson type style I would love. Like kind of mockumentary Wes Anderson is is kind of what I'm feeling here. I love that. I love that. Now, Jenny, if we're going with a Wes Anderson vibe, then we're then we're going to have to reverse cast this, which means that we are going to shoehorn an actor into this film, into this script. And so I ask you, Jenny, because when you think of Wes Anderson, you think of only one man. 
where are we putting Bill Murray in this cast? Like, is he the main <laughs> snail owner? Is he an announcer? Is he a judge? Like, is he like the the person who makes the the track? Is he the person in charge of the lettuce? So who do you think Bill Murray would play in this? Because honestly, Bill Murray is is a kid is like a, just always adjacent to anything Wes Anderson. Oh, of course. Uh, my brain thinks he needs to go be one of the judges okay. or he needs to be uh, the mayor of the town that uh, that puts this, us on. This is that puts this this uh, race on. Yes. Do we know? Can Bill Murray do? I don't think I've ever heard him do an accent. I'm sure he has. I just I feel like Bill Murray is always unapologetically Bill Murray. And, well, it, and, it would be kind of hilarious, though, to have him be the mayor of this Norfolk, England town. Yeah, Condom, just, England. Yeah. yeah, Condom, Norfolk. And just not have an accent at all. Like, <laughs> would just be very... <laughs> That's very Bill Murray. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. Well, okay. This was this was lovely. Guys, we've got... Oh, and then lastly, hold on. Sorry. Before we move on. Mm-hmm. What are what's uh, what's the movie title? Wes Anderson, Bill Murray as the judge. What's the movie title for the Snail Racing World Championships and the owners of these pet snails as they go about? Any any anything I'd say spring to at, to mind, but when it comes to snails, we don't really move all that fast. Hmm. There's a racing comes to mind immediately. I Let's love see. the I love I the the little tagline they have on the website. It's oh. ready, steady, slow. I kind of love that. Oh, that's perfect. That's ready, actually steady, perfect. Slow. Yes, yeah. I think we can all agree with that. That's quite good. Okay, so ready, steady, slow is our snail movie. We've got Chestnut for the inglorious uh, food eating competition movie starring possibly Matt Damon, starring possibly the, the actor from The Bear. And then uh, we've got Ducked Up. For our murder mystery akin movie of the of the duck event, guys, we are taking Hollywood by storm. We that are. Is, we really are. I smell Oscars in our future. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> We're and, and just so you, the listener, know, all of these are copyrighted, so you can't steal. That's that's how that works. It's like I declare bankruptcy. I declare copyright. That's right. <laughs> uh, Rico, do you mind sticking around with us to come back and play a game? I'd love nothing more. Awesome, awesome. All right, let's get along to the rest of the podcast. May I help you? You talking to me? I need to talk to you. A little word of advice. You're welcome. You're welcome. Oh, you're welcome then. Here to offer you some friendly advice, we bring to you your welcome. And I'll start out here. Jenny, I've, uh, I've rediscovered a passion and a love of mine this week. If you need more fiber in your diet, which... Let's be mm. honest. Who amongst us doesn't? May I introduce to you a a un I, I can't prove this scientifically. I don't know why this works for me. It makes no sense in the world. But go get yourself some yogurt or dairy-free yogurt in my case, oh, but yogurt. Go on. And add grape nuts into it. It is an absolute what? delight. Yes, yes. Grape nuts, the things that essentially asks them, begs the question, do you think you might enjoy eating dirt? Because that's all that grape nuts are. But pour it into some yogurt. You get the flavor and sweetness of yogurt mixed with the crunchy texture of grape nuts. And it's a, it's akin to a parfait, but it's delightful. It's delightful. I don't and think I've ever even eaten grape nuts. I'm curious. 
go I'll enjoy have to try some. This now. Yes, yes. Go get some grape nuts. Don't eat them plain. I assure you, eating them plain, <laughs> you will sincerely think that you're eating dirt. There's no positiveness to uh, to grape nuts outside of eating them in yogurt. You are welcome. Well, we have a very food themed. You're welcome this time oh. because I also have a food themed uh, tip for the masses here. So the world is our oyster, obviously. And I just want to say there is never a bad topping when it comes to cheeseburgers. I might question mm. you if you do anchovies, but you know what I discovered is a fantastic topping for cheeseburgers? Salsa. I have never put salsa <laughs> on my burger ever in my life, but I have been changed. I am a new woman. And in general, in general, this is my actual you're welcome. For your next home barbecue, Give yourself the chance to switch things up and offer some creative-ass toppings for your guests. It doesn't have to be just ketchup and mustard. The classics. You can do avocado. You can do fried eggs. You can do teriyaki sauce. Whatever your little hearts desire. There's so many options. Obviously, if you, I got to ask them beforehand. You can't just surprise them. But yeah, your party yeah. will be next level if you bring to the table some fun toppings. You're welcome. Looking to streamline your busy schedule? Looking for a helping hand for life's endeavors? Details by Claire is here to make your life easier. Visit www.detailsbyclaire.com. That's Claire, C-L-A-I-R-E. To explore a wide range of services, including calendar management, website creation, and even voiceover work. Claire's attention to detail and dedication to her clients are unmatched. Don't let the game of life overwhelm you. Visit www.detailsbyclaire.com. Again, that's www.detailsbyclaire.com today and discover the convenience and expertise of Details by Claire. All right, we are back to play this week's game. Um, and we already know he's still here with us. Uh, please welcome back Rico to the podcast and being our guest for today's game. Now, before we start the uh, playing our games, Rico, uh, we like to ask a few questions to get to know you a little better here on the podcast. I've already mentioned this before. Uh, Rico is what I like to call a lightning rod fanatic for sneakers. Um, by lightning rod, I mean um, they are just this ultimate, um, they just have all this knowledge about one particular subject. For me, I like to call myself the lightning rod of horror movies. But anyway, moving on. Uh, my question for you, Rico, is if you had the power to pick one sneaker to put in every closet in America, one that this just all American, useful, all-powerful sneaker, which sneaker would you pick? It, I, it would be the Chicago Jordan 1. The original Chicago Air Jordan, Jordan 1. Chicago Jordan 1. Had a whole movie about it. It's how popular this sneaker is. The movie Air is basically about how Nike approached Jordan. You know, they were, I mean, go see the movie, but, you know, they were <laughs> an afterthought in in the 80s and the and even to some extent the early 90s and them signing Michael Jordan changed everything the contract was not something that was done at the time they broke a lot of rules to try to get this shoe made it was banned in the NBA because it wasn't all white or all black so i think it was all white i can't remember what the rules were so every time he wore the shoe he got fined and nike said well we'll just pay the fine and that's what it did. And it kind of became a legendary 
um, sneaker, and I feel like everybody should have it. It's a sneaker that goes for they re-released a version of it last year that goes for about 400 bucks but whoa yeah it's funny saying hearing people say whoa over 400 bucks when the sneaker community it they they get psycho like 2015 which is to me the best version of the shoe i think it was when the uh last dance documentary came out were selling for 1500 to 2000 dollars you're saying the original no, <laughs> the oh. 2015 version. At that time, 1985 versions were selling for about four or five. The markets kind Grand. of settled. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, the markets kind of settled down now, and they're going for I feel like around 3,500 to 4,000. But it's a shoe from 1985, which if you have the original box if it's never been worn if it's never and it's one of those shoes it has a rubber outsole so i could wear a pair of 1985 jordan ones and be totally fine like the shoe's not gonna i have my one pair of jordan ones that are older is from 94 and i can still wear them every single day because they're not gonna crumble they're not gonna fall apart um, whereas a lot of the future shoes used a polyurethane sole, I th- polyurethane, polyethylene, one of those. And, you know, it crumbles after X amount of years. So uh, that's, for the that's listeners my at home, um, just to kind of just for those who don't uh, visually know what this shoe look like, it's like a, it's a red and white shoe, right? We go with like a, red, with white a Nike and symbol. a black swoosh. Yeah. Oh, nice. And it's like a high top. So it's, it's, um, it would cover the, around the ankle. That's right. Okay, awesome. Perfect. I, All right. I'm not going to Go lie ahead, here, Rico. I'm highly impressed. When she said sneakerhead, I I'm not I, I didn't give you credit. But my <laughs> god. Holy hell, do you know what you're talking about? And I I I I bow down to you, sir. God <laughs> God bless. I, I I appreciate that. It's yeah. Whoa. Some okay. of the most useless knowledge one can have, but I'm I'm proud you of possess it. it. Yeah. All right. right. Uh my question here, and I'm about to get real intimate. Rico What's the latest thing you've discovered about your body? So <laughs> it's not that intimate <laughs> of a thing, but like as of like two or three years ago, I I have one thumb knuckle hair and I think it's pretty <laughs> hilarious. When you left or right. One? Left or right. On both, on both thumbs. Uh, oh, it's so it's, one, it's identical on both. That's hilarious. Yes. It's one thumb knuckle hair. And <laughs> I looked recently and I was like – Wait a minute, it's still there. Because I thought that, like, I plucked it by mistake. And, like, I go to my girlfriend, I'm like, where is my thumb knuckle here? I can't find it. I think, <laughs> I think it's I lost gone my now. Thumb knuckle. <laughs> I lost my thumb knuckle. But, no, it's still very much there. And it's pretty hilarious compared to all my other knuckles that have plenty of hair on them. Plenty of hair, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. That's so funny. That's so funny. Uh, thank you. <laughs> anyway, on the topic that. of knuckle hair, let's Absolutely. move on to the game. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. It's not related at all. Everyone is familiar with the whole concept of Christmas in July, yes? Oh, yes. yes. Enrico, do you celebrate Christmas? Are you one of the Christmas peoples? I'm a I'm a Christmas person. Yes. I, I'm I'm of the mind that Christmas should start after Thanksgiving and not after Halloween. But oh yes, I'm on that train also. Yeah. Uh, but there are those that like to celebrate in July, and we we've played this game format a couple of times now on the podcast. Um, it's called Lyrically. This is the Christmas in July edition. So I tried to pick five songs 
that aren't overly obvious in the uh, Christmas Carol department. And I'm just going to read each song's lyrics to you. And I want you to guess the title okay. of the song that these lyrics are from. I tried. It was, I just want to say it was so hard to put this together because there, there's obviously so many carols at this point. Mm-hmm. But I was like, are there songs that don't have the name of the song, song in the first mm, lyric? Yes. Yeah. Oh, it was so hard. Anyway, uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and start. I've got five. Phil versus Rico. Let's do this. So here is the first song. <clears throat> Name is our buzzer. Name is our buzzer, Jenny. Um, yes. How about okay. for fun since Christmas in July? How about we pick uh, Christmas mascots for Ooh. our buzzer? I'll call Frosty. So whenever I want to uh, ring in and answer, I'll say the word Frosty. What about mm-hmm. you, Rico? Do you have a, uh, a favorite Christmas? Yeah, I'll go. Um, I'll go Dominic the donkey. So I'll just right. say like Dominic. Okay, no, I was gonna say that's Sweet. a very long way. I very might long. Be able to, by the time you get to, <laughs> the, the I might be able to sneak in Frosty. Uh, but but very well done. All right, Dominic <laughs> is what he'll go. All with. right, Dominic versus Frosty. Let's do this. <clears throat> I was following the pack, all swallowed in their coats, with scarves of red tied round their throats. To keep their little heads from falling in the snow, I turned round and there you go, and Michael, you would fall and turn the white snow red as strawberries in the summertime. Any guesses? What song is that? I've never. I'm here expecting Jingle Bells, Jingle Bell Rock, and uh, and we go to Michael's, St. Michael's Red Cherry Fields of Green, or Red, I guess. Uh, That sounds metal as though. It's like... As their heads like fall, I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Uh, <laughs> okay, um, well, give your best guess. Uh, this, if it, it would a hint be helpful for this guess? So helpful. Yeah. Okay, so this song has been covered by Pentatonix. I guess, and that was written by Fleet Foxes. Oh, <laughs> uh, I didn't know Fleet Foxes had a Christmas song. I didn't know that either. Uh, Frosty, uh, I mean, just just a just a ghost. Uh, uh, God rest ye merry gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, good guess, but that's not correct. Rico, how for, would you like to try a gander at guessing what this is? Uh, <laughs> I, I have no idea. Okay, sorry. no points given today. Uh, Zero. But uh, the song is called White Winter Hymnal. It was written oh. by Flea Foxes and covered by Pentatonix. It's the if you've seen their videos, they do uh, they do percussion with their hands. Um, mm. So definitely go check it out if you haven't seen it. And that's referring to both of you. Anyway, yes. <laughs> uh, yes. let's go ahead to the next one here. Feeling Christmas all around, and I'm trying to play it cool, but it's hard to focus when I see him walking across the room. Let it snow is blasting out, but I won't get in the mood. I'm avoiding every mistletoe until I know it's true love that he thinks of. So next Christmas, I'm not all alone, boy. Um, I feel like I know the artist. Yeah, no, I, I honestly, I think I know the artist. I'm just trying to nail down uh, the, the song. Oh, God. Ah. You know, I will admit I had I had to avoid singing the chorus on this one because it would have given it away immediately. Oh man, yeah. Uh, 
to give okay. to provide a okay. hint. Okay. This is a oh oh oh. You got it, Frosty. You got it, you Frosty. Go is ahead. it is it is it Summer Things by Ariana Grande? I will give you half a point because it is sung by Ariana Grande. But half correct. Oh, um, I will give you Ooh. half a point because you had the artist correct. Um, the, the person who sings this song is Ariana Grande. Uh-huh. However, that is not the name of the song. Uh, uh, Dominic, would you like to give it a try? Yeah, uh, it's it's a very Ariana Grande vibe. Like as soon as you read the lyrics, I was like, "Yep, that's her." Yeah, the, it, it got it in rings of Ariana Grande. I just can't remember the damn album that is, she had. Is it like Christmas Love? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's another half a point, isn't it? It's. I'll give you. I mean, no, I I don't think I can this time because it's Christmas is not in the title. That's. I was considering it, but I was like, oh, maybe not. What's what? uh, So what is it? What is the title? Tell me. The 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 name of the song is Tell Me. Santa, tell me. Oh, Santa, Santa, tell me. me. Yes. Santa, oh, tell me if you really yeah. there. Yeah. Da, 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 oh, my God. Again, everyone knows the chorus, but what? no one remembers the verses. What a, what a, like, a God, it just, like, unlocked everything. Like, I just feel like my third eye just opened once you said the, the freaking name of the song. <laughs> Your like third every, eye opened. Yeah, everything, everywhere, all at once. I feel zoomed into, mm-hmm. like, a winter wonderland. Oh, my God, yes. Okay, so I lead in a pathetic game of point uh, five to zero. Me and Rico are failing, even though it's it's been a it's been a crazy crazy game. So here's a fun fact about me: I hate Christmas. Like I cannot. Oh, do you stand actually Christmas? Like I think Christmas music I just dislike, and I I don't know. I I don't like I don't like how capitalist Christmas is, you guys. Ooh. But like. Yeah. Usually, like, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, like, I'm very, like, hell yeah, Christmas, let's put on Die Hard. But, like, the rest of, like, the Christmas season, I'm like, kill me. All these people See, are here. I don't want to buy anyone anything. And it's all thing. <laughs> See, you and David would have gotten along swimmingly. He also uh, has a disdain for, for the commercialism of Christmas, certainly. Right. Uh, I, that's, I'll, I'll put those words in his mouth. I... I adore Christmas. I I I never heard like the 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 furthest outlinings of the world of of Christmas songs as Jenny now tells me that Fleet Foxes is something I need to go and listen to. <laughs> Fleet but, Foxes and Ariana Grande. And Ariana Grande. Yes, yes. <laughs> what a but range. I, yes, yes. So Jenny, hit us with uh, the third song, please. Okay, so this one should be familiar to all here. <clears throat> I don't want a lot for Christmas. Dominic. Go ahead. Uh oh! <laughs> Who said it? Go ahead. Oh, the one for Christmas is you by Mariah. There Kay. it is. You oh no! I thought I thought it was gonna be a, a fake out. Damn it! No, nope. I, th- I thought we were gonna go for like I want a hippopotamus for Christmas, and I just yep. it was like the similar lyrics. Damn it! Damn no, 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 no. These are these are ones that are created. I was I was down in the game. I had to take a chance. Yes. Yeah, you're, you are officially on the board now, Rico, with Love All that. I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. No, I, I tried to pick ones that were written written by musicians that are originals, too. So that, that technically counts. So that is a point for Rico. And currently, Phil sits at half a point. Let's see if we can continue on here and increase those numbers. Oh, this is one of my personal favorites. So let me see if you guys can get this one. It was December 24th on Hollis Avenue in the dark 
when I see a man chilling with his dog. Dominic. Go ahead. What do you this think, Rico? Christmas and Hollis by Run DMC. Yes, it is. Heck, yes. Oh, wow. This is one of my personal favorite Christmas songs. because Don't you I- got any Christmas music? This is Christmas music. More diehard. <laughs> <laughs> and I yes, was, it is. <laughs> I was never going to make that. That, that, was, uh, that was out of my depths. My goodness. <laughs> All right, we are now with two points for Rico and half a point for Phil. Here is the last one on the board here. Oh, excuse me. No, this is the fourth one. My apologies. Okay. Um, We've been waiting all year for this night, and the snow is glistening on, on the trees outside, and all the stockings are hung by the fireside, waiting for Santa to arrive. And all the love will show because everybody knows it's Christmas time and all the kids will see the gifts under the tree. It's the best time of year for the family. <laughs> Honest, I see we are stumped again. So I, I heard about- you were trying to do something with the family. But I'm like, oh, I still don't know. it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. To give a hint, um, this is uh, sung by a, um, a boy band. Oh, uh, I know the song now. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> Dominic. Okay, well, for, get, I'll give. I'll provide half points for artist guests. Go ahead, it. Rico. It, is it "Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays" by NSYNC? Yes, yes, oh, it wow. is. Yes, you got it correct. Heck full yeah! Point, full point, and that means you have won this game, Rico. He's officially won. Congratulations, man. the man who hates Christmas now. The, is the, reason the, the guy who hates Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, man. this is sung by InSync, and this is one of my personal favorites, also because I, growing up, I used to have. Do you guys remember those ornaments that used to uh, play? I had this one in particular that was by InSync that would play this song in this ornament, so I would press it all the time. And to this day, 20, 25 years later. That ornament still works and still hangs on my parents' tree. I so things are made wow. with quality. You know what I mean? Yes. It's yeah. timeless. Bitches. Okay, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is the end of our game. Uh, congratulations, Rico. You ha- have won the guest win this week. Sorry, Phil. You better luck next time. God, this is my chance. It was my chance to catch up to David. <laughs> And congratulations, bit, Rico. Thank you. We're a little bit early, but happy Christmas in July. The official Christmas, Christmas in July date is July 25th. Yeah, you know what? I didn't Merry, actually know that. Yeah, Merry Christmas, Rico. Merry, <laughs> let me extend you a personal Merry Christmas. Yeah, seeing as how your feelings on the holiday. And happy Merry holidays. Friday. Yes, absolutely. Rico, do you have anything that you want to plug before we bid you adieu? Uh, follow me on Instagram, at Rico Machado Torres. That's what I'm most active on. I have a TikTok. It's the same. Uh, I haven't posted on there in a million years. Follow the threads. Threads is the newest thing. And yeah. I'm having mild fun with that. <laughs> mild, mild. <laughs> mild fun. I'm on YouTube. I haven't posted on there in a million years. I'm on Twitch at RMT64 that I'm probably going to do after this because it's been so long. And I don't know. I'm just doing everything. I just love connecting with people. So talk to me and I will talk back. And we will have good discussions and be right. parasocial internet friends. That's and my you guys favorite can, thing. Yes, absolutely. You can have a full conversation about how expensive Jordan 1s are for Rico to own and that he has. Oh, it. yeah. 
that they won't disintegrate. Well, Rico, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Uh, don't appreciate you kicking my ass, but appreciate you joining, okay? <laughs> Phil, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Jenny, thank you for reaching out. Oh, of course. You were such an awesome guest, dude. Uh, love to have you back on in the future. Uh, thank you so much again. Um, and um, talk to you soon. <laughs> Alrighty. Have a great day, y'all. And with that loss, I dropped to a dwindling record of 2-10, and 10, while David stays at his stellar record of 8-4, and four, and Jenny remains slightly above me at a record of 3-9. and nine. I hate it here. that slaps we have brought to the table what just tickled our fancies for the week in terms of media or just whatever we feel is fantastic and should be shared with the world mine this week i'm switching it up i have a film this week and this is not a recent release this is just a classic in the horror movie department go see if you have it yet go see reanimator it's from 1985 and this is a rated r gore fest i cannot believe i did not see this movie sooner on top of it being a gore fest it is absolutely hilarious this is starring the icon jeffrey combs and includes other awesome performers bruce abbott barbara crampton excuse me and david gale if you haven't seen this movie yet, just warning you, it is, if you're not a gory person, if you don't enjoy that subgenre, you probably should avoid this one. But if you, if that tickles your fancy, if you love cosmic horror, this one's the one for you. Go check out Reanimator. That movie slaps, dude. I'm surprised, uh, I don't know if I, if this is on the private Insta story, uh, Jenny, but I'm surprised mm. it wasn't the ice cream man, which you alluded to <laughs> that you were watching last night, which absolutely. Yes, if you follow my personal Instagram, I did see uh, ice cream man recently. That one did not slap for that me. That one personally. did not slap. The ice cream man did not slap. <laughs> you don't say. It, it was, I mean, to be honest with you, I was watching it pretty late at night, so I was pretty tired. <laughs> I just found it, I mean, it, it was quirky, and I see why a lot of people love it, but it just, I don't know, it kind of bored me a little bit, but that's just me. Yeah, it's pretty, would you say, vanilla? Just kidding. All right, hey, let's <laughs> go to. Thank oh, you. Come on. <laughs> All right. My That Slaps This Week is not a movie. It is a song. Uh, it's something that I found this week. And speaking of pentatonics, funny enough that you should bring them up. One of the members of that band is called Scott Hoying. Yes, Hoying? Scott Hoying. Mm-hmm. Hoying. Ooh, I love it. He released his single debut album. Uh, and it's uh, am- amongst the songs that he has uh, sampled out there. One of them is called Parallel. And it's quite mm. good. And there's a lot of good uh, witty uses of the phrase, uses of the word, parallel. And I think it's just lovely. I keep singing it in my mind. I keep doing like that nice little vocal <laughs> pip squeak while I'm walking around work and just like going around and people are like, are you, you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just having an aneurysm. So Parallel by Scott Hoying, that slaps. Also, congratulations to Scott Hoying. He just got married. Oh, congratulations. That slaps too. Well, our week is over. Our episode is done, but we have some people to thank before we fully pack up the campsite and leave. Yes, thank thank you to Cass and Crossland and Jake Corling for the music you get to hear throughout the show. 
Thanks to Ryan Ardell and Josh Hans for the a lot of the audio bits you hear throughout the entirety, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you to Rudy Chalk for your wonderful graphic work that you see in all of our social media. And thank you to you, the listener. Yes, you listening right now. We appreciate you tuning in and listening to us each episode, each and every week. Without you guys, this would not be possible. Thank you so very much. We are on Instagram as we have uh, been showcasing. We are now also on TikTok. We're also on a couple other socials as well as like Facebook, t- uh, Twitter, all that good stuff. Uh, just search up Roast and Toast Pod, all one word usually, Roast and Toast Pod, and you should be able to find us. We got a lot of good social stuff. We also got updated rankings on our some blockbuster summer blockbuster show and standings. So keep that up. Jenny, you and me, I think you and me, we're going to be taking that. So uh, make yep, sure that you I'm got feeling good, feeling good. Yes, absolutely. So keep all that in mind. Thank you for listening. Hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to all of your favorite podcasts, as you can find us on most and all podcast hosting sites including Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, even Google Podcasts, except for Pandora. You know why? Because screw you, Pandora. I like you, kid. You got real star quality, a solid head on your shoulders, full of fur, long claws, real, real bombshell. But I gotta say, you're not making the news. You're not, uh, you're not proving to me you can make the headlines. How about we, we try something out of the box here? How about... Let's go on a plane to Hong Kong. I have an idea. Oh, you're not interested? Ah, bah humbug. Bye.